Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. One lap to go, sponsored by Credit One Bank, and away they go! That is Cindric into Chastain and up into traffic. Did they complete that lap? Did the leader get the white flag? This could be it. It's going to be close. And the Daytona 500. The race winner will be the 24. We'll need the 24 to start finish line. Goes to victory lane, William Byron. From Charlotte, North Carolina, Rudy Fugel, his crew chief. Unbelievable. 40 years to the day, Hendrick Motorsports goes 1-2 at the Daytona 500. Mike Joy, Fox Sports. Daytona 500. That was the call. I love that, by the way. It's the most broadcasting thing ever. Final lap brought to you by Credit One Bank. You just got to say, in the most tense end moments of the race, Mike Joy, being the utter professional that he is, doesn't forget that sponsor inclusion. Final lap brought to you by Credit One Bank. Get it in there, Mike. I love it. Welcome back. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. KB with you here on a Tuesday. Smoke's over there sitting in the captain's chair. And we thought, let's bring back Josh Sims. So at this time of year, we like to talk racing and hoops. And this guy does both very well. Josh Sims, NASCAR reporter, Fox Sports. You can find him in the pits. You can find him in studio. You can also find him on college football sidelines this past year. Uh, they're putting him to work. They're keeping him busy at Fox Sports. Former Fox 46 reporter as well. It's good to have Josh Sims back on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. What's going on, brother? How are you? Hey, not too bad. It's good to be back on. Hope all is well. Congrats on all the new kids, man. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. That's no, good to have you back, brother. I appreciate that. And uh, it's been a while since I've seen you, but I, I do catch you on TV pretty frequently these days. Uh, let's go to the race yesterday. Obviously not being able to race on Sunday at Daytona was a bit of a disappointment, but it didn't really seem like the atmosphere dropped off too much yesterday, Josh. Man, the crowd was absolutely electric in Daytona yesterday. It really felt like it was still Sunday because it didn't feel like a single person that was supposed to be there wasn't still there on Monday. I mean, at, at one point, we got there early in the day, because at first I was doing the Xfinity race that was supposed to be in the morning, and it's raining, and we're like, I don't know how today's going to turn out, uh, doing our work. And then as it gets closer, and they postpone that to after, walk back towards the infield, and I was blown away with how many people were out there. Like, it was, it was absolutely incredible from – you know, The Rock being there and DJ Khaled and all the fans. Like, it, it was a special, special Monday edition of the Daytona 500 for sure. It was so awesome. All right, so, you know, William Byron. Oh, Willie B gets the win. He got six of them last year. We've gotten accustomed to seeing him in victory lane. But, you know, he got the big one yesterday in Daytona. He's still such a young guy, Josh. We were talking about this earlier on the show. Like, I, I remember having him on years ago when he was a baby and and he just he hadn't done many radio interviews or tv interviews and now he's all grown up at the age of 26 years old how good can this young man be yeah the kid is special man uh and and i have the same experience with him you know i remember you know when i was still at fox 46 and interviewing him over at the hall of fame when he was just getting started out and he was way more fascinated asking me about the Panthers back then and all of that. I'm like, man, you're about to be a professional race car driver in the Cup Series. And he's like, yeah, but you get to go cover Carolina Panthers games? And I look at him now, and I'm like, he's 26. He's grown. He's, he's coming off the best year of his career, making it to the championship four. And you start off the season with the biggest win of your career and the biggest race the sport has to offer. 
And, you know, we, we've seen him put in the work over the years. The kid is dedicated, a true student of the game. Uh, he's got, you know, plenty of people to bounce ideas off of, of course, with Jeff Gordon over there and Rick Hendrick, and, and he uses all his resources. And it's, it's still so crazy. I mean, he said it yesterday. He, this is a kid that came up and learned how to race off high racing, you know, on a computer, you know, and he's one of the top drivers in NASCAR now. And, and that's in a stable with two other past champions in Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. And uh, it's funny, I think our Bob Pockers asked him about it yesterday, you know, talking about that team and having two other champions. He's like, yeah, I feel like the left-out guy sometimes. No, you shouldn't, William. You won six races last year. You won the Daytona 500 this year. I mean, you're just as much... Uh, the forefront of that team as those other two are as well. Well, I'm glad you said that because, you know, it's a great problem if you're Rick Hendrick, right? I mean, you've got Chase, the most popular driver, and a damn good one. you got Kyle Larson, the Cup Series champ two years ago. always He's going to be in the mix for years to come. you got William Byron, who looks like one of the best in, in the circuit. And now, you know, and by the way, Alex Bowman doesn't suck. So, I mean, in terms yeah. of the, the hierarchy of that place and the dynamics of that place, I'm sure it's all kumbaya externally, but, like, you got you got legitimately three dudes that could be vying for a Cup Series championship inside Hendrick Motorsports. Pretty good problem to have, right? Yeah, it's, it's a great problem to have because the great thing about it is they all motivate each other. They're all very different personalities. And, you know, from the outside looking in, we don't get too much time around them as a group of four, you know, we'll see them individually. Uh, and from the outside looking in, it, it doesn't look like one of those where obviously they work well together and, and they have a good working relationship, but it doesn't look like they're all kumbaya every single day. And what do you do on the doll go hang out? It looks more like a business relationship where they all motivate each, motivate each other, but they're all pushed by each other a little bit. You know, like I, I always think of it as, you know, when, when Kyle Larson won his championship, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that motivated Chase Elliott. You know, I, I'm not obviously he's happy for him, but at the same time, there is that friendly competition. And then, you know, now that both of them had their championships and Chase and Kyle, you, you know, that's motivating Alex and William and William's having his moment right now. But you got to figure Chase is probably like, man, it's been a couple of years, you know, and after last year, that was a down year. You know, I want to get back to not just being NASCAR's most popular driver, but a guy vying for championships as well. And let's not forget Alex Bowman a couple of years at a season where he had multiple wins. I think he had four in a season. So he's no slouch, and he finished second yesterday. And he had a down year last year, too. And you know he's just as motivated to come back. He's got a great crew chief. It's a strong team. It was just one of those where the injury kind of set him back. But out of the gate last year, he started the season with six top tens in the first seven races so it, it, they top to bottom that is a loaded organization with guys that are very motivated and have the ability to perform and you know I, I i can imagine rick hendrick is just going to sleep at night like man this is absolutely incredible yep josh sims fox sports nascar reporter he was at the daytona 500 covering all the proceedings you can find him in the pits the studio and again this year on the college football sidelines we'll get to that but uh kevin harvick's part of your team now and I, you know, at the duels the other night, I think a lot of us noticed right away, oh, he's, he's pretty good at this. He fits right in. What's that been like working with him? Yeah, it's awesome, man. It's, it's, I, you know, kind of equated to when Tony Romo came off the sidelines or even Greg Olson coming off the sidelines and into the booth. And it's just a fresh perspective to have someone that was playing a year ago or in the case competing a year ago to step in and have that knowledge, especially a NASCAR with the next-gen car. 
he's basically the only one that has the knowledge of how that thing handles, especially, you know, for a race like the Daytona 500 on how it handles in the draft and what to expect and, and what he knows about all the drivers out there because he just competed with them. And you guys hear it on the broadcast. His knowledge is incredible. His relationship with, of course, Mike and Clint is great. Uh, he, he thinks of stuff that you wouldn't think of. He can convey stuff in a way that's super uh, important, creative, but also makes you think. And, and it's, it's been such a great asset to have in the booth, man. And, and we're just getting started, you know. That's, that's the awesome thing about it. You know, he's learning TV while we're all learning from him. And, and it's, it's, it's fun to have him up there. Josh, I mentioned the college football sidelines there a second ago. Um, you, you, did you did you do a game or two with Eric Collins this year? Are we remembering that right? No, I did okay. not. I did not do a game with Eric Collins. Okay, Smoke, Smoke's memory's broken this week. We got to take him into the shop and get him. <laughs> we we got to go get him fixed. I, I think he's got some loose wires. But um, either way, it was really cool to see you on the sidelines this year. How much fun was that for you? I mean, you're you're a sports guy. I could have I would have bet money that uh, you'd be great at that anyway. But what was it like venturing onto the sidelines this year? Yeah, man, it was uh, it, it was a blast. Obviously, it's a new experience. You know, obviously, you've covered football in the past, but doing it on the sidelines, being down there and all the atmosphere was incredible. My first game was at the Coliseum, USC Stanford, to talk about just jumping right into it. No easing in, like a, ma- <laughs> a massive game for your first one. And, you know, I got to do some big ones. You know, USC went to Oregon. I was at that game. Arizona State, USC. Uh, one of my favorite games last year was that Wyoming-Fresno State game, just getting out to Wyoming, experiencing that. You know, it, it was awesome. A great crew I was with, Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman. You know, um, they're, they're an institution in the sport. They've been working together for so long. Um, and, and it was just awesome, man. I, I, obviously, I love live sports, so whether it's racing, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, they're all unique in their own way and getting to be a part of you know, big-time college football and, and, you know, getting to see some guys that are going to be playing on Sundays up close and personal, man, you, you can't beat that, you know. I'm, I'm living the dream. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. A couple quick things I'll let you go. Let, let me pivot to uh, hoops for a second here. Uh, Hornets, what, you're still around. I know you're not on the beat anymore, <laughs> yeah. but you know what's been going on. They traded a bunch of dudes out, cut a bunch of dudes at the trade deadline. They bring in a bunch of role players. And and all of a sudden they look like the '97 Hornets. Like what? What do you think's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's, that that's the crazy thing. You, you trade some guys away, and all of a sudden they start winning. And I don't know if you necessarily want to win when you're trying to get a, a better draft pick. But I also don't think it's that much of a loaded draft class. Let's say this year. So if you could teach them how to win, teach them how to win. And chemistry is big. And guys that want to be there. And 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 care about the game so I, I think maybe that's the most important thing to take away from it that these guys are learning how to win games building some chemistry and you're you're getting some pieces so that if you do land uh, another star or a star uh you have something to build off of and that's good like brandon miller's coming into his own he's a young guy and you know i was in the scoop camp coming in but you know brandon miller has kind of blown me away you know the guy is a true pro he can fill it up and he cares. You know, he's got passion. He's sick of losing. And I love to see that from him. And, you know, Grant Williams gets ragged on all the time by everybody. But he seems to be a great fit in Charlotte coming home. I think that's awesome. You know, Seth Curry being here is great. And some of the other young guys getting out there and playing. It's like, will this continue? Will they keep winning games at this clip? I, I don't think so. But I, I think it's a nice little story. And I think it's, it's good to shake things up and see if they can start to, to build that thing up from the bottom. 
Everybody's been crushing the All-Star game this week, calling for the NBA to scrap it finally, like the NFL did the Pro Bowl. Are you there yet? Yeah, it's rough. It's funny because the last couple of years I haven't been able to watch because the 500 has been on Sunday, and I just catch the highlights. This Sunday, of course, it was rained out, so I got to watch, and I was like, what am I doing, man? (laughs) I'm not watching this thing. You know, it was like, I remember looking up because I was trying to do notes, and I looked up, and it was like 97, 80-something, and it wasn't even halftime yet. I was like, what's the point of it? You know, like, I get it, and no one wants to get hurt, and I don't know how you fix it, but I think it's a whole All-Star weekend just down. Like, the dunk contest wasn't that enticing. Uh, the three-point contest is, is my favorite thing, I think, left, you know, and uh, the skills competition, I didn't know what was going on with that. Um, I don't know how you fix it. I always see that clip of, I, I can't remember what year it is, but it's one of the ones where Kobe and Marbury and Iverson yeah. were all going back and forth, and the East came back from like 20 down. I don't know how you recreate that. I, I really don't. I think they had something with the Elam ending, because in the beginning, those games were close, and people cared at the end, but it just got away from them again. I don't. They got to figure out a way to tinker with it to get some sort of because otherwise just get rid of it well uh, otherwise just, dude i said the same thing yesterday and i don't mean to cut you off like I, I had a few people that were like you know what's the big deal why do you care so much it's an ex- exhibition I'm like because it used to be awesome because it yeah, used to be exactly. great and like and I, and I want that yeah. honest to god i want that for young basketball fans and i know it'll never be the same like when you and i were kids we you know not everybody was we didn't have social media so when you got mike and kobe and Shaq and you know all these yeah. guys in the it was just mm-hmm. it was an unbelievable night and dudes were trying to set the the all-star game record for blocks in a game steals in a game you know and now yeah. they, they they don't even want to attempt to play defense and it's like all right what what are we doing here if the nfl the nfl was still drawing what eight million for the pro bowl and yeah. and even they right. said yeah this is bad we should probably stop doing this yeah that that's the thing like how do you how do you get them to care and how do you get them to play defense and all that stuff i, I yeah to your point i agree 100 percent with everything you're saying i want that and i think a big part of it like you mentioned is we see all these guys basically play together they all team up these days so there's nothing really that new or significant about you know seeing now like luca and and you know, uh, uh, Jokic on the same team, you know, like, so I, I don't know what you do, uh, but they got to do something or tear it down and make us, make us miss it. Take it away and see if in a couple of years we're, we're clamoring for it back and the guys appreciate it more. I, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm with you. Hey, Josh Sims, I've kept you too long, brother. Thank you for the time. Get some rest this week. We'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Always good having you.